But I just want to go, go before the Lord real quick in prayer, and we're going to jump right into this word. Well, Father God, we just bless you right now. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for this time, Father God, to come together. I pray for all the ladies who are watching. I pray, oh God, the Lord, you will bless them and bless me as I minister this word today on distractions. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God again. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're talking about distractions, distractions. We have distractions all around us. I am one of those people that, you know, I like to try to get things done and get them done. And sometimes, and I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I could be walking through my house and I could see something, but I'm intending to go somewhere else. And then when I get to that place, I'm like, what in the world did I, what what was I trying to do? I got distracted along the way. I didn't stay focused. And when we're talking about distractions today, we're not only just talking about distractions that like physical type distractions, but we're going to be talking about some spiritual distractions that the enemy come up against us with. But let me define what distraction is. A distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. That means that somewhere along the line, you're, you're, you have a goal, you have a mission, you have an assignment and you're going toward that goal, but then suddenly, have anybody experienced some suddenly distractions just come and just, it seems like they just knock you off the path that you were going, going to? I'm going to talk today regarding those distractions because distractions can hinder you from getting to where God will have for you to be. Amen. So distractions are meant to shift our focus. Distractions are meant to cause us to lose sight of where God want us in our God-given assignment. Let me tell you a couple of examples regarding uh, distractions. Have any of you all have said, hey, you know what? I'm going to read my Bible for, uh, for every day for a, a whole year. And you start off good. You have a certain time of the day that you're, you're going um, to read your Bible. You do this and you're consistent. You'd be like, hey, you know, you have made it through your 21 days and you're pushing on almost 30. But then all of a sudden it seems like something just get in your way to cause you you to slack off or cause you to lose focus or cause you to feel like something else is more important than what you have have put in your heart that you want to do. These are the type of distractions that come to get us off focus, to lose sight of where you want to be in God. Listen, another distraction now. I'm telling you now. You know we've been on our wild, uh, the uh, our wild war on weight. Been on it for over a year. And April, thank God, I thank God for God, God using me, using the women to encourage each other as far as like uh, keeping us motivated to lose weight. But I'm telling you, I got a husband. Let me tell y'all about my husband. Now, as soon as I I decide that I want to like lose weight and, and try to focus on eating healthy, everything that he know that I like to eat. He started bringing it in the house. And I'm like, why are you bringing this in the house? And in my mind, I'm already saying, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. But guess what? Because that thing came in there to distract me, I ended up eating those lemon heads, eating those cookies and everything else that he brought in because it was a distraction to get me off focus from where God is calling me to do, calling me to because I have a goal and goals are meant to, for us to get to the place where we want to get to. And so that's just like a little simple illustration about how it's easy for all of us to be distracted. Amen. Now, when we talk about distractions, we also have to talk about the things that when God began to change us in our life, when God began to do a work in our life and we begin to change our habits, our ways of the world is dropping off and then we're, we're doing the things that God will have for us. Now, don't you know another distraction that would come is those old familiar friends they will come from like the woodwork they coming out the woodworks and then they the only thing they're doing is causing you to remember how it used to be and all that that's a distraction again to get you off focus from where God is taking you but we have to understand that these distractions are coming straight from the enemy to cause us to fall victim back into to the plan his plans remember the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and I'm telling you he comes to distract us so we got to look at some spiritual distractions Distractions today, amen. So, distractions we know, and I don't know about you, but I know for sure, distractions can be very frustrating. I mean, you, especially when you're on a good, good, 
good role. Distractions can be very, very frustrating, and they can also even set us back. How many of us right now, you know right now that if you hadn't been distracted, you would be further along than where you are right now. Come on, you need to just say yes, Pastor Mark, that's me. Amen to that. Because I'm telling you, when we, when, when we allow distractions to come, then it's, it, it delays our goals. It delays us, set us back. And sometimes in the time that we're trying to move forth and get into our goals, and because we have allowed distractions to come, we have a setback. And sometimes it's hard to rebound. I don't know about you, but I know when times when I used to try to lose weight before our wild and all that, I would try real, real hard. And then I was like, forget it, forget it. You know, I lose focus. And then when it's try- when I'm trying to like rebound, it's like it takes a longer to get there. I'm like, oh my God, why can't I, why can't I get there as quick? It's because of the distractions that come to cause us to lose sight and to lose focus of where God will have for us to be. Again, I'm going to get to our, the spiritual distractions that get in our way to hinder us today. Amen. Praise God. As Christians, when we start to lose sight of God, when we start losing sight of his word, and we start losing sight of his plans for our life, it can lead us into the wrong direction. It can lead us towards sin. It can lead us to miss, we can miss opportunities. It calls us to miss our blessing, and it calls us not to receive the discipline from the Lord because we have allowed distractions to come into our life. Sin is the major issues that cause distractions. The sin is not just physical sins because we could get so caught up sometimes in the physical sins, the things that we do physically, but we forget that there is a spiritual thing that's going on in our mind every day, 24 seven, there's something going on right there in our thinker where our, all, where, where the enemy comes in and play with us in our mind that calls us to be, to lose focus and not to be, uh, not to be focused on what God has called us to do. So we got to deal with some of these spiritual distractions today. Amen. So when we lose sight on what, what, uh, God have, have for us, then it's easy for us to begin to fear. It's easy for distractions to come in. It's easy for us to be worried. It's easy for us to be uh, frustrated. And it's easy for us to doubt because we have allowed distractions to come in. Now, just think, think, pause for a moment and just say, just ask yourself, what is it that has distracted me from reaching my God-given assignment? What is it? Think about it. Think about it because I know everybody have a purpose. God has given everyone a purpose. And sometimes we want to look for our purpose and God has already given it to us. But sometimes we can look at somebody else's purpose and get caught up in their purpose that we would miss our purpose. That's a distraction. That's a distraction that the enemy bring in up against us to cause us to miss our assignment. But we can't miss our assignment today. Amen. So everything now distracts us. Think about it. The internet, television, social media, um, cell phone calls, text messages, uh, our jobs, our relationships, hobbies, and habits, all those things become a distraction to get us off focus to where God will have for us to be. um, Another major source of distraction are our thoughts. I had said this earlier. All the craziness, I'm telling you, I know it's some craziness that be going on in our heads. I'm telling you, it's some crazy thoughts that be going on in our head. And sometimes, uh, not sometimes, but those crazy thoughts, they're not coming from God. They're coming from the enemy. Sometimes we can make up something in our mind. We can make a narrative. We can make a story up in our mind. And those things could distract us off of our purpose. It could cause us to lose focus on what God is calling us. Come on, sometimes we write the wrong story in our mind and when we write the wrong story in our mind we're not walking in God's God-given purpose and his assignment for us we're walking in some somewhere in la la land because I'm telling you it's time to come on back and focus to where God will have for you to be amen so we have to understand that we got to get control of the thoughts in our mind. We have to learn that we have to redirect all those crazy thoughts. We got to redirect those thoughts to the thoughts that would glorify God. When those thoughts are agreeable, are agreeable with the things of God, you know that that's, that's, that's God thoughts. Those are God. That's God's way of thinking. So we have to make sure that our thoughts, we don't get distracted in our thought pattern. So the question is, what has caused you to lose your focus? What has caused you to lose your focus? Come on. Is it your marriage? 
Is it your children? Is it the ministry? Is it your health? Is it your money? What is it that has caused you to lose focus? What happened to the passion that you used to have? Because, see, I'm telling you, see, passion cannot just be ripped from us. We have to slowly and gradually let it go. And usually when we allow our passion to go, it's because we have slowly uh, allowed distractions to come in from uh, from allowing God to do what he wants to do in our life. We have allowed those distractions to cause us to lose focus on God, on the God-given assignment. So we have to look at our life and we got to see what happened. Why aren't I focused like I used to be? What is it that is in is controlling my mind more than the thing than than God? What is it have I allowed to distract me to lose focus? To lose focus on your first love, to lose focus on that passion, that fire, that desire for God. What is it that has caused you to lose your passion, lose your passion? I'm telling you, distractions. There are spiritual distractions. There are spiritual distractions. There are spiritual distractions that will hinder us in our walk with Christ. So when we look at the scriptures, uh, we have to understand that uh, we, in, in Hebrews 12, 1, we got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, if we're going to walk in our God-given assignment, we have to do this. We have to. It's not if you want to. I'm telling you, if you're serious about living your life for Jesus Christ, and if you're serious about, Lord, I'm tired of all these distractions coming, you got to do what the Bible say. The Bible tells us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We see that in Hebrews chapter 12, 1, 1 and 2. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great of a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and uh, the sin which does easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. God has already given us a destiny. He's already put us on that track where we're going. He's already put us right there on those blocks that it's time for you to get to where you need to go. But I'm telling you every time we seem like we try to jump, get out of those blocks, it's as if something want to hold us down but you gotta keep your eyes on Jesus you gotta keep focus don't no matter what put those blinders on and say Lord I don't want to see nothing from to my left I don't want to look to my right the only thing I want to see is I want to see what's ahead of me and the things that are ahead of you is good the things that are ahead of you are the things that God have in store for you the things that are ahead of you are the blessings that God has promised you a long time ago don't let distractions come to cause you to miss your blessing and I like what the writer here says. It says, you got to run this race with patience. Come on. Come on. How many know that we got to wait? <laughs> Sometimes we don't want to wait. We don't only want to wait for the next minute because we're too anxious, too anxious. But God in this word is saying today that we have to run this race with patience. We have to run this race with endurance. If God has said he was going to do something for you, if God said he's going to bless your family, if God said he's going to save your loved one, you got to keep on running and say, I am not going to get distracted. I will not get distracted. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of my faith. That means that God, Jesus, is already writing your your story. He already have created a narrative before you was even born in your mother's womb. God has already wrote out your life and the things that he have planned for you are good and not, not of evil. But I'm telling you, distractions will get you off course. But today God is saying, come on, get back focus. Get your focus back. Get your focus back. Stop looking at everybody else. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Look at what God called you to do. Don't hate what you God has given to you. Love what God has given to you. You are a gift from God. You are anointed by God. And because God has called you, guess what? Everything that he has in your future is good. But we don't want to wait. We see others in one way. We see this one like this. And we, but God wants us to stay focused because I'm telling you, spiritual distractions come. Spiritual distractions will come to get you out of the race and cause you to lose. I'm telling you, you get out of that race. You stop running. If you're in a race, you're expected to get to the finish line. 
But see, distractions come along the way. When we are focused and we have our eyes set on Jesus, those distractions will come. But at each hurdle, at each hurdle, you got to jump over those things and say, Lord, I got to keep on running. When you're tired, guess what? God will give you God will give you strength. He'll, he'll give you a second win. And I believe right now some of you have gotten tired. You have got tired of waiting. You said, Lord, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of this here. But God is about to give you a second win. And you're going to be able to continue to own your race because you would not lose because God is with you. So don't let distractions get in your way. You got to see the distractions. You got to see the distractions. You got to see the distractions. It's easy. Now, you know, you know, you know, the enemy, you know, we see it over in Ephesians where the enemy comes to um, uh, and he, he shoot those uh, fiery darts. He shoot those fiery darts uh, every day. But we have to have a shield of faith. Now, what is a fiery dart? A fiery dart is just a simple, simple attack. It could be. It could be something as simple as somebody don't speak to you and you, you, you get upset. Why you get upset if somebody don't speak to you? If you spoke, God bless you and keep going. Don't let it distract you. See, that's why it's so much, so much isms and schism in the body of Christ. That's why so many divisions in the body of Christ, because we let petty stuff keep us distracted. We let petty stuff distract us from our mission. We let petty stuff like somebody not speaking to us or somebody uh, uh, having a bad attitude or somebody not doing what you asked them to do. You you let little distractions like that to get you off focus. Come on. Come on. You got to get, get back focused. Get focused and stay focused. The, my husband's theme for, for the 20, uh, 22 year is uh, focus and refocus. Focus and refocus. Focus and refocus. And that's something that we have to put in our mind. God is saying we got to focus because if we don't focus, we'll get distracted and we'll miss our mark. I ain't missing the mark. I try every day. Lord, help me not to miss the mark. Lord, I know the enemy come around me. I know he come and he try to try to distract me with different things. But I was like, no, 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 no. The devil is a liar because God is sending the word today to you to let you know that those are not. Those are only distractions. It's only a distraction. It's only a distraction. Come on, type that in in the comments. Just say it's only a distraction. Come on, how are you going to handle this, the distraction? Are you going to let it bother you? Are you going to say, you know what? This is a hurdle, and I'm getting ready to jump on, and I'm going to keep on running. Come on, you got to look at those distractions today. Now, this is a word. This is a word. This is a revelation that just dropped in my spirit. Look at distractions as a hurdle and jump on over them because you still got somewhere to go. Come on, give God praise for that. Amen. So then when we, when we continue to look at that, uh, that scripture, verse number two, it says, looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that has set before us, him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Come on. Thank God. I thank God that Jesus is not like us. Ooh-wee. Thank you, Jesus, that he's not like us because he endured the cross. And then we can't even endure, uh, endure coming to church and reading our Bible. We can't endure that. But Jesus endured, endured the cross. He endured all that for us so that we can have eternal life. But if anything to come, come that, well, we, I can't have my way. Uh, 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 this, is, this is making me mad or I'm getting angry about this. We, we can't even endure that. Come on, it's time to grow up. Maturity is necessary for the body of Christ maturity we have to grow in our faith we have to grow and we got to get rid of all these petty distractions that's trying to keep our eyes off of Jesus amen so then uh the scripture lets us know in Matthew 6 24 it says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate one hate the one and love the other or he will hold to one and despise the other yet Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Here it is. You now sin is a distraction. Sin distracts us. So you cannot serve a God and sin. You cannot do that. Because either you're gonna hold on to one and you're gonna hate the other. Come on, let's choose God today. Let's choose to walk away from the sin. Let's choose to walk away from the, the spiritual distractions in our life.
Let's choose to walk away from the spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual uh, distractions such as pride and hatred and envy and jealous. Let's choose to, to, to walk away from those, those spiritual distractions because those are spiritual distractions that keep us in bondage and cause us to miss our mark. Amen. So then we see here in the scripture, uh, a divided heart is a powerful distraction. See, our heart has to be connected as one. So, and you know, I I hear this and I preach this and I taught this, you know, um, anything with two heads is a beast. Anything with two heads is a beast. Now, if they, if you, if you're walking around, uh, talking about, Hey, I'm serving this and serving that. Uh, 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 you better choose this days who, who you going to serve. You better choose Jesus. I'm telling you, choose Jesus because you never lose on when, when you're walking with Jesus. Come on, we gotta. We can't allow these things to keep us separated from God. So you gotta say bye bye to sin. Say no, I don't want sin in my life. Yes, I want Jesus Christ in my life. I don't want fornication in my life. I don't want adultery in my life. I don't want lying and cussing and, and gossiping. I don't want that in my life. I don't want to be a whoremonger. I don't want to be a, a drunkard. I don't want to be a, a weed smoker. I don't want to do all these uh, th- these things that the world is, is is making it look like that's what it's all about. Come on, that's not what it's all about. But the world will make it look like. That that's what we're supposed to be doing. But we are supposed to be separated. The world should see a difference in our life. And I'm not talking about no the way we dress. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about what's on the inside. Because, see, what's on the inside is going to come out. Because you can dress it up all you want to on the outside. But, see, the inside is what matters. The inside will show up. I'm telling you, we got to get to a place in our life where we don't allow spiritual distractions, sin, to get in our way. Amen. So when we talk about uh, one of the main spiritual distractions, I'm telling you. Now, I know we don't like to talk about this, but pride is is a distraction. Come on, when we begin to rise up on the inside, saying, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Uh-uh, I'm not going to submit to this. Uh-uh, not me. I'm better than this. I'm better than this person. Come on, that's pride. And pride would cause you to miss the blessings that God has for you in your life because pride is a distraction. And you know what pride brings. Pride brings rebellion. Pride brings stubbornness. Pride brings jealousy. Pride causes causes, uh, strife and division. That's what pride brings. Come on. We don't allow. I'm telling you, you better keep yourself. That's why I'm saying keep keep your mind focused on Jesus. Because I'm telling you, the enemy will use you, the very elect that cause distractions. To get you off focus, to get your family off focus, to get your ministry off focus, he will use anything he can to get us off focus. But God is sending a message today, said, uh-uh. You know, let my people know that there are distractions and there are spiritual distractions that have to be, has to be dealt with. And some of you, I know you've already heard the messages on distractions, but you might not have heard it for a long time. But God is refreshing you right now because some of you have been distracted. And you need to get back to where God will have for you to be. Amen. So distractions can cause us to lose our passion for the Lord. Distractions are devices from the enemy to cause us to lose sight of where we're going. So we're going to look at our text today. And our text is coming from Matthew chapter number 14, 22 through 33. And it's about Peter walking on water. You all are very familiar with this. And thank God that you are. So if you want to read along with me, you can. If not, you know the story. And I'm reading out of the King James Version. And straightway, Jesus uh, constrained his disciples to get into a ship and and to go before him unto the other side which he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves. The ship was being tossed with the waves. And you know how waves are. The ship was being tossed with the waves. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto him, to them, walking on the sea. So here, at the, at Jesus, 
in the midst of the wind, in the midst of the waves, Jesus said, I got to go out to meet my disciples. The boat had already, he had told them, go on ahead of me. Go on ahead. But, you know, Jesus like, I'm going to connect with y'all. But, see, they didn't expect the way Jesus was going to connect with them. And so, so here, the winds and the waves was already going. And so then in verse number 26, it says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Here, because they allowed themselves in that, in that windy, rocky boat where the waves was driving, guess what? Fear come in. Come on. Fear comes when the waves come. Doubt come when the waves come. Come on, what's waving in your life right now? What's causing you to be tossed to and fro? What's, what, what's raging right now in your life? Come on, think about it. What waves are coming? You know, what type of attacks are coming? Is it your body? Is it your health? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Is it your grandchildren? Is it your money? What waves right now are coming so swift and they're blowing and they're blowing and they're blowing and and you're like, my God, Lord, I can't take no more. What's going on? Once you get over one thing, another thing comes. It's just like, what in the world is going on? But we got assurance in the word when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Lord said he will lift up a standard against him. And I'm telling you, you better remember that right now because whatever waves is coming in your life right now, whatever it is that's got you tossing and turning and and you can't sleep at night, the Lord is about to calm that thing down. But you have to not be afraid. Fear is a wave. And when fear comes, guess what? Fear rides on us. It rides the wave. It rides with us. It's like it won't let us go. Anxiety comes. We get nervous and we get afraid. We begin to uh, think things that it ain't even, that is not even true. When we allow fear to come, the enemy of deception come. The enemy that comes to kill, steal, and and destroy comes when fear show up. The enemy come in when at our most vulnerable moment to cause uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of panic to come in our life. What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? What that sound like waves? That sound like we're being tossed to and fro and uh, everywhere because it's just like I don't know what's going on. How am I going to act if this happened? And how am I going to act if this? What if this person show up? And what if this person don't show up? Oh my God! What's going to happen? What if this? And what if that? All these things come. Those are waves of distraction. Actions, and it entered in through fear. Come on. Come on. How, you lose your job. Oh, my God. How am I going to pay this? I got this, this, this. How am I going to do that? Waves of fear come. It comes because that's what the enemy is coming to do is try to get your eyes from focusing on Jesus. So then here we see, um, see here in the scripture, um, uh, number 27, it says, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. Jesus like, hey, y'all be encouraged. Hey, it's going to be all right. It's me. It's me. <laughs> he said, it is I. Be not afraid. Here, Jesus was talking to his disciples in the midst of their fear. Come on right now, in the midst of your fear, in the midst of your panic, in the midst of what you feel like you're about to lose. Listen, Jesus is saying to you right now, don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. In other words, Jesus said, in the midst of everything going on in your life, the the winds are tossing, the waves are tossing you back and forth. He said, be happy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Jesus, are you kidding right now? Are you kidding right now, Jesus? You want me to be happy right now. You know, he said, be a good cheer. You know, it is I. And I'm telling you, you may think that you're in a storm by yourself, but you're not. Jesus is there with you. And he's sending a word to you right now. Be a good cheer. It is I. Jesus is, he's there with you in the midst of the waves, in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the trouble. Jesus is there with you. And so then it goes on, it says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, 
This is King James Version. He said, Lord, if it be thou. In other words, Peter was like, I ain't sure if this is Jesus. Now, now, now you know now. I don't know, I don't know how, how far Jesus was from Peter. But, I, but I, guess what? Uh, Peter identified Jesus' voice. And and so when he heard it, and Jesus said, "It is I." Come on, come on. We know the voice of the good shepherd. And when Jesus, heard, when Peter heard, and and all that, he said uh, to him, "Lord, if it be Thou, Lord, now if it's really You, bid me to come and walk on the water." So Peter was putting Jesus to the test. He was putting it to the test, and not only was uh, he putting Jesus to the test, he was putting himself to the test. Come on. And so then it says, he said, bid me to come upon unto the water. And Jesus just said, <clears throat> he said, come. That's all he said. He said, come. Now that word come got a whole lot of power because it was a word that came from Jesus. See, sometimes I'm telling you, see, that's one word. You know that song? I just need a word from the Lord. Just one word from the Lord. Come on. Only thing Jesus said was one word. One word. And see, some of us right now just need one word. And I'm telling you, the word today is distraction. (laughs) Don't be distracted. It's only a distraction. And your eyes has to be open that the enemy is distracting you to get you off focus. He's trying to cause you to keep your eyes looking everywhere else except on Jesus. So that one word, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He said, let me, come on, you know, I'm just paraphrasing in my way. Come on, y'all disciples, help me get down to this water. Let me get get off this ship. And so he uh, came down out of the ship, and then he walked on water. He did it. So I guess Jesus said, yeah, I guess Peter said, hey, yeah, that must be Jesus because I'm walking on this water. So you would think right then, okay, his faith has to be like, hey, okay, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. He's really bidding me to come. He's bidding me to come. And so as he bid him to come, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He had his eyes on Jesus. Jesus said, he said, he, remember, he said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. And so as long as Peter was looking at Jesus, then he was going directly to Jesus because the, the Bible said that he, he was going to go to Jesus. Verse number 30 says, but when he saw, oh, okay, here it is. When he saw, when he saw, when he saw with his eyes, everything that was going around, then he got distracted. Come on. It's so many things that's happening in your life right now that the only thing you can see is it. That's the only thing you can see. You can only see it. You can only see it. Well, it looks like my money is dwindling. It looks like I ain't got enough here. It looks like I can't pay my house note. It looks like I can't pay my car note. It looks like my body's getting sick. It looks like uh, my children are acting crazy. It looks like, you know, my marriage is going to the dumps. I don't know. What else is going to happen? Looked like they're getting ready to fire me from my job. It looked like all these things he saw, he saw, and that's what happens with distractions. Distraction causes us to see everything negative around us. Distractions bring negativity to the goal, to the assignment that God has given to you. Negativity, the things that the enemy calls us to see. And when Peter, um, let me read this scripture real quick. It says, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the sea to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. So when, G- when, when Peter was beginning to walk on the water, I'm walking on the water. I'm walking on the water. Peter walking on the water. Walking by faith. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I believe, you know, even in that, 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 that word calm, that something just had to happen to the waters to hold Peter's weight. <laughs> because I'm telling you, you know, you know, if you, you step in some water, you're going to sink. Especially if you don't know how to swim, you're going to sink. And so that's exactly what happened when Peter saw the wind and how boisterous it was. When he saw the waves, 
he began to sink. I'm telling you, that's how the enemy distracts us. He brings trouble all around us. Trouble all around us. And it's as if, Lord, I'm about to be engulfed in this. This thing is about to take me out. This thing, and I'm telling you, distractions will kill you. Distractions will kill you. I'm telling you, better, you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen, when Peter was seeing all these things around, around him, he began to see everything else, you know, around him. He took his eyes off of Jesus. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to go under the water. He began to go under. I'm telling you, some of you all are wondering right now, why do it feel like I'm, I'm not even as passionate as I, I was about Jesus? What happened to the fire that I've had? It's because somewhere, I'm telling you, somewhere you've gotten distracted. You've gotten distracted, and you've taken your eyes off of Jesus. And because you've taken your eyes off of Jesus, you begin to sink. And see, when, you, when Satan puts you in a position where it feels like you're going under and not going up, then guess what? He'll come in with so many things in your mind. He'll cause you to look at people and be like, this person is talking about me. This person don't like me. This person don't want me to succeed. This person hate me. All these things. The, it's just like he'll, he'll, cause, he'll, cause the people, he'll cause you to look at the people in your house and think they're your enemies. Because we took our eyes off of Jesus and we began to sink. But God is about to lift you up. He's about to lift you up. See, God hasn't forgotten about you. You're thinking that, oh, God, have you forgotten about me? I'm drowning, God. I'm drowning. No, no, you're not. See, see but, the only, but you, ain't, you ain't did what Peter did. See, Peter had enough sense to know that he was sinking. And if he didn't ask for help, he was going to drown. But Peter said, I'm getting ready to humble myself. See, I believe pride is what called him out that boat. (laughs) But I believe that he had to humble himself to say, Jesus, I need your help. I need you to come to my rescue. And see, that's the error in our way. See, pride keeps us from asking Jesus for help. That's why pride is a distraction. Pride keeps us from asking Jesus for his help. Because, see, we could get to a point in our life where we feel like, hey, I got it. I know this. I went to school for this. I know this. I know this. I know etiquette. I know how to do this and that and that. I am very skilled. All right, that sounds like pride to me. Pride is a distraction. But, see, what, what Peter had to do, he had to humble himself. He had to humble himself and ask for help. And that's what you need to do right now. If you feel like you're sinking right now, you need to say, Jesus, help me. Help me, rescue me. And guess what? We'll see. Jesus, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He ain't changed. He's still, he's still a loving God. He's still the Jesus that we read about in the Bible. He still loves us. He hasn't changed. We the one who change. We change like the time on the clock. We need to, we need to be consistent Consistent in our attitude, consistent in our faith, consistency makes a difference in our life. And consistency makes a difference to how how soon we will get to our destination. And so here, uh, Jesus said, um, uh, he said, hey, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. He called him and said unto him, now, Peter. I'm getting ready to tell you something. I'm getting ready to rebuke you, Peter. See, we don't like rebuke. We don't like rebuke. Now, you know that. You know, come on, y'all, y'all brave people who ain't proud, but y'all need to type that within the coming. I don't like rebuke. <laughs> I don't like to be corrected. But anyways, I know how it is. We don't want to be corrected. We want to be right. But Jesus had a little rebuke for Peter here. He said, O thou of little faith. Peter, where's your faith? Where's your faith, Peter? Somehow you got distracted from your faith. Distraction will cause us to lose our faith. So Jesus said to Peter, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Peter, come on. 
Peter, come on, why? Why did you doubt, Peter? Why? Why did, why did you take your eyes off of me? Why? And this is what the Lord is asking some of us right now. It says, why are you doubting me? Don't you trust me? You trusted me back then. You saw me work it out back then for you. You saw me work it out last month for you. And just because you got a pink slip today, do you think that I'm not going to do this? I'm not going to take care of you. It's just a wave. It's just a wave that's trying to cause you to just cause, cause you to be distracted. If God did it back then, he'll do it again. He will do it again. He may not do it like he did it the last time. But guess what? He's the same God. And if you believe him back then and you had faith back then, you should believe God right now. Regardless of what it is. Will it be hard? Yes, there's some challenges. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tried. But guess what? If you could just remain faithful, remain focused on what God is calling you to do, don't lose sight of Jesus then you'll reach your full potential in God. But if you say, you know what? Uh, 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 no, I ain't got time for this. I'm done. I'm throwing my hands up. Come on. You miss your blessings. You miss your assignment. You, you're, you have a setback. You have a delay because you allow distractions to get in your way. And that's, a, that's spiritual distraction now. I'm talking about spiritual distraction. And you know, y'all know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle in that spiritual realm. That's what we're wrestling. And so you got to understand that these distractions, they ain't the physical things. They may look like, you know, you look, look around just like Peter looked around and he saw all that. But it was spiritual because Jesus rebuked him in a spiritual way. He didn't say, Peter, why you, why you trip? Uh, why you, why you, why you sink because of the, uh, because of the water. He, he didn't say that. He gave him a spiritual rebuke. He talked about Peter's faith. And he talked about Peter's doubts. We got to believe God. See, it's, it's time out for uh, people, I don't care whether you're in the pulpit or out of the pulpit. If you say you believe God, you best believe you're going to be tested. You best believe that. But when the test come, will you make the grade? Will you pass the test? I heard my husband, uh, he preached a couple of months back, and he said, he said, I don't care what grade I get, as long as I get a passing grade. As long as you pass the test. Praise God for your passing the test. Some of you right now are in the test. You're being distracted. The enemy is trying to distract you to get your eyes off of where God is taking you. But you got to pass the test. You got to endure this race with patience. Amen. And then Jesus, you know, after he, he said, hey, Peter, come in, let me talk to you. Where your faith at? You doubt it. Come on, you know me. You know I'm not going to hurt you. You know I'm not going to tell you to do something that, that, uh, that's going to hurt you. So why did you doubt, Peter? Why did you doubt? Come on, we gotta we gotta look at our circle, and we gotta you gotta be sure that the people who are who are close to you they really love you, because if they really love you, then you don't have to worry about them trying to cause you to sink a sink or fall. You won't have to worry about that. You could trust them. But see, Peter, see Jesus had told Peter, "You know who I am. Why do you think that I would call you out on the water and tell you to come so you could I could let you drown?" Come on, think about it. You know, I love my children. I love my granddaughter. I love my husband. I'm not going to tell them to do something that I know is going to hurt them. I'm not going to do it because I'm loyal to them. And I want the best for them. So I'm not going to do that. Think about this. I'm telling you, this is a good thought. Really good thoughts here to really think about. Come on. Peter, he didn't trust Jesus fully. Because if he had trusted Peter, Jesus fully, 
he wouldn't have allowed those winds to get distracted. But see, I thank God. Oh, my God. I thank God that Jesus knows us better than ourselves. And he knows that we're going to be tried. He knows that we're going to be tested. He knows all that. And because of that, he put a narrative like this in the Bible for us to read to, so that we can learn about our life and the challenges that would come up against us to cause us to be distracted. And so then Jesus, he did just what he said. Immediately, and, G, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, called him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. I believe that was just a test for Peter. Because as soon as they got into the ship, as soon as that test was over, as soon as the waves of life came, and as soon as Peter called on Jesus for help, help me, I'm about to sink, Jesus, I'm about to die, I'm about to go under, help me. Jesus stretched his hand, he rescued Peter, he gave him a spiritual rebuke, and the wind, everything that troubled, it ended, it stopped. Because he invited Jesus in. He allowed Jesus to do what Jesus could do. Could do. And I'm telling you, there may be trouble that's in your life right now. Invite Jesus in. Invite him into it. Ask him for help. And watch those things calm down. Watch the wind cease. Watch those waves begin to say, I'm at a standstill. Because you invited Jesus in. And then the Bible says, uh, verse 33, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. They was like, remember, now those disciples, they saw Jesus walking on the water too, but Peter was the one that was bold enough and brave enough to say, Hey, Jesus, if it's you, let, let me be at me to come. And Jesus told him to come. But when... That was a witness, that was a testimony to the, the disciples and everyone else that was on that, on that ship that Jesus truly was the Son of God. They worshiped. And I'm telling you, when Jesus brings you through the distractions and storms of life, you need to worship. That's what's missing in a whole lot of people's lives. We don't worship like we used to worship. We don't praise God like we used to praise him. I'm telling you, I don't care what nobody else do. I don't care how, how, how nobody else worship and all that. People, I've heard people talk down, praise and worship, talk, talk, talk bad about how people worship and all that. You know what? Why are you judging my worship? Why are you judging my praise? Somebody don't take all that. Why are you judging me? Come on. Come on, we got to stop. If God wants us to praise, praise him in a dance and praise him with a loud sound and praise him, we're going to praise him. So however the disciples worship him, that, them, Jesus, that was their way of worship. And I'm telling you, when Jesus, when Jesus come to your rescue and bring you out of a situation, we need to worship him. Instead of walking away saying, oh, I got my blessing. We need to worship. We need to learn how to worship him. When God delivers us, we should worship. Come on, we see it here right there in the scriptures. We need to worship. So after it's all done, don't just say, well, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Come on, how about, Lord, I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. Lord, you're so good. You're so awesome. Lord, I thank you right now that you brought me from a mighty long ways. Lord, I give you praise for God. Lord, you're so good. You're so merciful towards me. I thank you, Lord. And you can worship him without distractions. You can worship him no matter who's around. You won't let the people who's around you, whether you're in church or not in church, you won't allow how they're looking at you to keep you from worshiping and praising God because God is the one who's brought you out. See, I'm telling you, distractions come, spiritual distractions come to keep us off focus. But you know what? I just want to leave you with this and I'm done. You can overcome your uh, distractions by one, identifying what distracts you. What is it that distracts you? You can overcome your distractions by eliminating the distractions. If there's people that you're around that's distracting you, you need to cut them off. If, there's, if, if you are um, a one that likes to shop a lot and, uh, and, and, and you can't control your money and all that, you need, to, you need to stop going to Walmart. You need to stop going online shopping. You need to stop all that. 
because it's out of control. See, those are distractions that get us off, off focus. So we have to understand we got to get, get, get rid of some things. If we're going to grow in our, in, and mature in, in Christ as a, as a believer in Christ, we got to do Ephesians 4.31. It says get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of rage and anger and brawling and slander along with every form of malice. We got to get rid of those things right here in his mind. We got to get rid of it. And the last thing that we have to do if we want to overcome distractions, we got to monitor our thoughts. Sometimes it's easy for us to kind of like think things and don't even think about it. Like, you know, you're wondering, well, where is this thought coming from? It ain't coming from God. So if it ain't coming from God and you know you're not that type of person, then you know it's coming from the devil. Don't just entertain it and say, oh, I like this thought right now. No, rebuke it. Come on, don't give, don't give room to the enemy. Uh, so stress, worry, anxiety, and fear, doubt, anger, and frustration can easily set in to distract us. So we got to make sure that we monitor our thoughts. You know, check out our thought patterns and see what we're thinking about. If we're worried, if we're anxious, if we're fearful, if we're worried, all those things like that. If we're easily angry, we easily get stressed out. Come on, we got to monitor those thoughts. Amen. Praise God. Well, that's it. Praise God. Uh, today, the Lord talked to us today about distractions, and that's the message. Distractions can keep you from uh, fulfilling your destiny. Uh, there are spiritual distractions. We talked about some of spiritual distractions. We talked about pride. Pride is a spiritual distraction, and that's, that's one. I'm, I'm telling you, that's a booger man. That got to fall. <laughs> that's a serious one. That has to fall in order for us to continue to pursue the things of God. God wants the best for you. God has given us some op- opportunities here today to see how uh, distractions can come. But the only thing we have to do, just like Peter, Peter stepped out in the boat. He stepped out, out of the boat. He had his eyes on Jesus. He took his eyes off of Jesus. Off of Jesus and put his eyes on the situation around him and it caused him to sink. We got to understand when we're followers of Jesus Christ, when we're, we're believers in Christ, we got to believe Jesus all the time. We got to trust him all the time. Jesus is always there to rescue us. When God rescues us, he gives us a like, okay, well, how in the world you end up doing this like this? What did you allow to come into your life to cause you to act like this? This is not your norm. Come on. Now he gives us a good spiritual rebuke. We say, thank you, Lord, for rescuing us. You get back into the boat. The wind cease. Then you worship. Come on. That's easy. That's easy. And y'all say, yeah, it's easy for you, Pastor Margaret. Yeah, well, everybody's different. But we got to understand that Satan brings distractions. And we got to make up in our mind that today God wants us to be aware of distractions that come to hinder us. So I'm going to pray. Father God, Lord, I just bless you right now, and I praise you, Lord, for this message. I pray, Father God, Lord, for everyone who's listening right now, that, Father God, Lord, many may be going through distractions right now in their life. Lord, so many things are just coming. The waves are just tossing and turning them, oh God, all over the place. Father God, worry and anxiety and fear and, and anger and, and malice and lust and hatred, oh God, and unforgiveness, all those things, bitternesses, oh God, it just got them tossed to and fro. But, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that, Father God, Lord, they would keep their eyes on you, that they would not allow those distractions to keep their eyes from on, on you. So I pray right now that, Lord, you will loose your power and your presence in their situations right now. Lord, we invite you into their situation right now that's causing, oh God, them to be tossed to and fro, Father. And I pray right now for my brothers and my sisters who are listening to this right now, that, Father God, you, they will see, oh God, you reaching out your hand, oh God, and picking them up out of that, that place of slumber, Father God, picking them up, oh God, out of that place where they feel like they're drifting and sinking father and lord you will set them oh god on that solid foundation father god in the name of jesus so father god we bless you right now god for the power of your word and the power of worship today father god have your way in our life more and more each and every day so lord i thank you right now the distractions oh god you lord thank you that you have revealed to us another strategy the enemy would try to come up against your people with today. We say to Satan, no more distractions. We are buking by every assignment that you have come up against us with to cause us to be distracted. And we say right now, no more distractions in Jesus' name. Amen.